Hey neighbor, I appreciate you stopping by. It's a great evening tonight. Fall's in the air. Won't be long. It'll be Christmas time. But hey, pull up a chair. I'll run inside the house and get you a cup of joe. I'll be right back. It's Friday, September 25th, 2020, 5.40 in the morning. I woke up this morning with a real sense of gratitude to God for all his goodness, kindness, and mercy towards me. Some use the catchphrase and attitude of gratitude to describe what I'm talking about. Gratitude is a state of thankfulness. There was an old cheesy jean commercial for Britannia jeans with this cowboy sounding dude where he says, my home is Dallas, but I live in Britannia. Well, my home is Nashville, but I live in thankfulness. After moving here to Tennessee in August of 2018, I began to experience some respiratory issues. My daughter-in-law warned me that the transition to Tennessee from Texas would wreak havoc on my allergies. She was right. The asthma I had as a child came back to me as a 50-something adult while still living in the polluted environment of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Though they had made advancements in the air quality in the Metroplex, as my child's pediatrician said years ago, you cannot breathe in a toxic soup and expect to have healthy lungs. The asthma I began to experience while still in the Metroplex was sporadic, but at a few times pretty severe. After moving here to Tennessee, it ramped up to a whole new level. I began to have asthma attacks on a regular basis. I find a lot of people don't realize the seriousness of asthma. Asthma is manifested when your bronchial tubes restrict as you exhale. An asthmatic can breathe in, they just can't breathe out. The more constricted your air passage becomes on your exhale, the more distressed you become in your breathing. If someone goes into a severe asthma attack, there are only a few things that can help. A ventilator will not work to rescue you in a severe attack. Your problem is not breathing oxygen in, it's exhaling the carbon dioxide. The buildup of carbon dioxide damages the tissues and organs and further impairs oxygenation of blood and, as a result, slows oxygen delivery to the tissues. So acute respiratory failure happens quickly and without much warning. For the asthmatic, You have a basic vasodilator medication that helps open up the bronchial tubes, steroids which help asthma by calming inflamed airways and stopping inflammation, but if asthma continues, there is not much more a doctor can do. You either get past the attack or you suffocate to death. Folks, it's a serious health issue. While back in the Metroplex for my March 2019 board meeting with the board of directors for the nonprofit I founded, I visited my physician there for my annual physical. I knew when I got to the appointment that day after two days of travel and not sleeping well that my blood pressure was elevated. I told the doctor going into the appointment that my blood pressure was probably elevated, but that I check it on a regular basis and the medication I presently take works well for me. He took my blood pressure. It was elevated. He told me it was elevated. At that point, I'm thinking in my mind, "Uh, hello, I just told you that. He didn't believe me, so he added an additional pill for my blood pressure. I thought, okay, so I start taking it. I later found out the medication that he prescribed is for people with congestive heart failure. I have a healthy heart, no congestive heart failure. The way the medicine works to help people with fluid around their heart is it slows down your heart rate. My blood pressure went to an all-new low, but along with it came massive swelling of my extremities and greatly increased asthma attacks. Not realizing the major health crash I endured was brought on by wrong medicine, I went to the doctor here to get my renewal. When he found out that I didn't have congestive heart failure, he said the reason I was so sick is that I should not be on the medicine, that it was making me sick. He didn't renew the prescription, 
and I began to reduce in swelling, and I stopped having asthma attacks. I later found out from the pharmacist that an asthmatic would never be prescribed that heart medicine because it provokes asthma. My doctor in Texas knew I had asthma because he was prescribing me medication for it. So right at the beginning of the pandemic in March of this year, I started breathing properly, stopped having asthma attacks, stopped swelling, and began to feel whole again. During this drug-induced respiratory disaster, there were nights I was not sure I would make it. It was moment by moment struggling to breathe. After that severe time of respiratory failure, I am so thankful that at this moment I can breathe freely with no restrictions. The prolonged episode of breathing impairment left an indelible mark in my thinking. It has been life-transforming. I am so thankful for the ability to breathe that the attitude of gratitude to God swells up within me on a regular basis. It's amazing how we as humans can take for granted something so important for the sustaining of life. You don't realize how blessed you are until the fundamental gift from God of the breath of life is in jeopardy and you are struggling to breathe. I used to get impatient if I pulled up to the store to let my wife run in to get a few things and the short shopping excursion seemed to be taking too long. I would call my wife to see what was going on. Impatient. Now I'm glad to be just sitting in the car breathing. I'm not kidding. I've learned to be at peace, watch the life going on around me in the parking lot, listen to the radio, or just sit there. The reason why I feel led to share this with you this morning is to encourage you, to invite you to join with me in taking some time to think about, to reflect on all the good things that God who is here does for you. You may be going through a terrible time right now and you at first glance can't see anything good that God is doing for you, but friend, we all have things God does for us moment by moment that are foundational for life. As we stop for just a moment to still our minds, to be still and know that He is God, He will begin to speak to your mind all the ways He cares for you. In Psalms 46 it says, God is our refuge and strength, a helper who is always found in times of trouble. Therefore we will not be afraid, though the earth trembles and the mountains topple into the depths of the seas, though its waters roar and foams and the mountains quake with its turmoil. There is a river, its streams delight the city of God, the holy dwelling place of the Most High. God is within her. She will not be toppled. God will help her when the morning dawns. Nations rage, kingdoms topple, the earth melts when he lifts his voice. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come, see the works of the Lord who brings devastation on the earth. He makes wars cease throughout the earth. He shatters bows and cuts spears to pieces. He sets wagons ablaze. Stop fighting and know that I am God, exalted among the nations, exalted on the earth. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Here in the Christian Standard Bible, verse 10 says, Stop fighting and know that I am God. The King James verse translates the word stop fighting as be still. The best way to translate it into one word would be relax. And it is not a suggestion to relax. The Hebrew word here is imperative. It's a commandment. Folks, it's not an option. So today, friend, I invite you to listen to God. Relax and know that He is your refuge, your strength, your helper. He is on His throne and His throne is secure, never in jeopardy of being overthrown. He controls the nations and kingdoms of this world and He is with us. He is our stronghold. He is the Lord of armies and He is with us And he again reminds us that he is our stronghold. Literally, the word stronghold means a high point for our refuge, a cliff. In a figurative sense here, it means 
God is our retreat. He is our position of safety. Dear friend, as we relax and reflect on God, we will enter the state of thanksgiving, and there we will find peace. Hey, you've been listening to Guadot Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. I'm Kenny Price. If you're not a subscriber to this podcast, I invite you to click the subscribe button, share this podcast with your friends, and give us a review. In our show notes, you'll find all sorts of helpful information, including our email address and how you can make a tax-deductible donation that helps make this podcast possible. Until next time, my friend, I bid you peace. Peace.